Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Thank you for joining us today. Um, we really appreciate you taking out the time. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, I am from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, I've basically been playing music ever since I was born. I remember like watching videos of, like my parents recorded me and my brother just drumming. Uh, like I must have been like I mean, as soon as I could, like, stand, basically, and, like, hold anything, you know, apparently we used to, like, beat on pots and pans and stuff like that, um, what else could I say, um, I mean, I just love music, like, and almost anything artistic, like, I love visual arts, I like going to museums and stuff like that, and just, like, looking at different things, and just, like, I mean, my friend, I mean, especially with, like, Instagram now and just quarantine, my friends have just been posting stuff that they've been, like, drawing, mm. and I just, I don't know, like, stuff like that, so I've just always been, because I could never draw myself when <laughs> I was a kid, I was, like, my handwriting is just terrible, so just saying that, it's, it's crazy, but, um, yeah, I mean, I just moved to New York, uh, what is it, two years ago, whatever, 2018, and I never thought that I mean this is crazy just being in this time because I was hoping like I'd maybe have gone on tour or whatever by then or um I mean I kind of have but like going out the country you know like mm. I wanted to kind of do all that this year and all that kind of got halted but um I mean I've been back for a few months and like I've been kind of playing around like doing gigs and stuff like that it's, it's been cool but um I mean I remember reading Miles Davis's autobiography when I was 11 or 12 and I had been to New York at that point and I didn't know about the music scene or anything. <laughs> so then I read that and I was like, dang, I was just up there too. And I didn't know about any, like I didn't know that this was the place. And it's crazy that I'm here now, like what, years later, <laughs> so, trying to survive playing gigs. So what brings you to New York? I know that you're there for music, but specifically, what are you doing? Are you in school? Uh, I'm in school right now. Yes, I go to the Manhattan School of Music. So that was kind of my ticket uh, to get up here. Because I remember, oh, this was 2018 when I was still in high school. I had not got, I mean, I wanted to go to Berkeley at one point because I wanted to, I had done uh, Berkeley's five-week program, uh, summer performance program 2016. I got to study with Terry Lynn Carrington and I wanted to study with her again because she's, I mean, she, just like her, her musicianship is incredible, but Berkeley didn't give me enough money. So I was like, nah. And then I remember uh, New School didn't give me that much money either. So I was going to stay home to go to the local school and then I got the MSM was the last school to get back to me and I got a scholarship and everything I was like oh okay I guess I am going to New York <laughs> kind of last minute but I mean it's crazy too because 
all the people that like I remember watching videos in high school, just all these cats just playing at all these clubs, and yeah. the fact that I'm now kind of or I was able to do that at one point or another. <laughs> it's crazy just being able to actually live your dreams. I guess you know. definitely. So, what are you <laughs> so, studying? Uh, right now, jazz performance. I am uh, I'm taking lessons privately with Kendrick Scott and Buster Williams. And it's crazy too, because so when I started playing jazz, I was about nine or 10. And there used to be this spot called the Capitol L House. And the first person outside of Richmond that I got to see play music or jazz was Buster. He brought his quartet down with Patrice Russian, uh, Steve Wilson, and who was on drum? Cindy Blackman. Uh, and I mean, Buster, he's played with whoever. He's played with Miles. He's played with, um, I mean, literally like anybody you can name. He's mm. played Herbie. He's played with all those people. Wow. So the fact that I'm able to study with them. And then right now, like we're not even really talking about me. I'm just talking to him. Like, I, I just want to get his, like just whatever is in his head, you know, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to talk to, because I mean, he's older too. And I've made that mistake of like hanging around older cats and just not asking them anything. And then mm. they die. And I'm just like, I just lost that. So now mm. I'm, I'm really, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just have that connection, you know. Mm. As a musician, out of all the genres, you choose to study and practice jazz. Why is that? Well, so I do, as a musician, I do play everything. Like, I've, I've play, I played in the cover band when I was in high school. I remember we were playing, what, Bruno Mars stuff. We were doing a lot. <laughs> and it's funny because I didn't, I didn't know any of those. I, I, don't li- I mean, I mostly only listen to jazz and, like, hip-hop and R&B. So, like, I don't really listen to, like, cats like that like bruno mars and all that but i remember we played all those gigs and then now i'm here in my apartment in harlem and people play music loud as hell (laughs) i'm just hearing all the songs i used to play in that band i'm just like oh crap but i mean the the answer to your question about jazz i don't know i mean i feel like it's definitely one of the first art forms in uh, in this in america that like What's the word I'm looking for? I don't even know, but it's, it's just like, it, I don't know like the feeling I get from playing it, but it's, I can't describe it. <laughs> it's just like when, especially when I'm playing with people that like just listen and pay attention, I, it's just the best feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. So I just want to be able to elevate that. And I just want to be able to bring, what's another word I'm looking for? I just want to like bring joy to people too mm. i know especially when i'm listening to jazz it's just like there's no other feeling so i'm like listening to live music people actually playing live music it's just like it can bring me out of like the greatest depression ever so mm. i just want to be able to do that for other people and jazz in my viewpoint is probably the best way for me to be able to do that <laughs> um what was your childhood like what influenced it uh, what influenced your interest into music Oh, well, my dad actually played tenor sax in high school, but I didn't know that until I started playing drums. But uh, so I remember, I mean, I, me and my brother, we were playing djembe and tunes and all that stuff around Richmond for years. So that was my first instrument, djembe. And me and him and my dad and like some other people sometimes, and mostly the three of us, we would go and just like, like play all these gigs around Richmond. And, and I remember I was about six or seven I don't remember if they ever told us they were doing it, but I just remember my dad and my neighbor wheeling in the piano. 
and me and my brother being all excited, like just messing around with it and all that. Like I remember we had like a chord chart, but I mean we didn't know how to read it. <laughs> but I remember taking piano lessons, and then my brother started. My older brother started taking jazz piano lessons at this spot called the Richmond Youth Jazz Guild, and so he did that. This I think he started the summer of two thousand eight, and it wasn't until I think March of two thousand nine, I um. I was homeschooled too, so my mom would take me and my two younger sisters along to my brother's piano lessons sometimes if like she just couldn't get someone to watch us or if she was going to be gone for too long. But um, I remember this spot, they had a bass and upright bass and they had a drum set. And I remember telling my mom, hey, I want to learn how to play drums. And that after my brother's lesson, the dude took me behind the kit started like showing me everything or whatever. Next week, I think I had my first lesson. And the week after that, I had bought my first drum, set of drums. So, oh yeah, this was like 2008. <laughs> this is a minute. <laughs> so um, in 2017, you had a gig in Vail, Arizona. What was that experience like? Uh, was so it Colorado actually, or Arizona? Vail, Colorado, okay. Colorado. <laughs> so, there's this program called the Vail Jazz Workshop. And every every summer, I, they get a group of, how many of us were there? There was a, two ensembles, basically, worth of uh, high schoolers. And we do a week of, like, workshops or whatever in Vail, Colorado. It was the, probably the most beautiful place I've ever been in my life. Um, just in the mountains. It was crazy. I mean, every day, basically, how our schedule was, we would, it was taught by probably some of the greatest jazz musicians alive today. John Clayton on bass. He's also played with a majority of people. Lewis Nash on drums, who's also just helped me tremendously in getting my sound and shaping that. Um, Terrell Stafford on trumpet. Wycliffe Gordon. He's, he's played with like Wynton Marsalis and like all those people. Mm. Um, who's on piano? Bill Cunliffe and Jeff Clayton, John Clayton's brother on alto. And I remember every day we would just like, first we would like have a, they called it a rap session where one of them would just talk about their lives. Uh, and then we would just rehearse all day. Then we'd have lunch and they'd take us like some crazy place in, in Vail. So, and they paid for all the food so we could get whatever we wanted. <laughs> Uh-oh, I think we lost the sound. We lost your sound. Hello? Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, so fun fact, I uh, dropped these AirPods and no, I didn't drop them, I actually washed them on my pants. So they've kind of been going crazy. Uh, let me, I have two pairs, thank God. Let me get the other one. Okay. So I hear it's pretty tough getting acclimated with the altitude in Vail. What was your experience with um, like adjusting to that? Uh, uh, wait, can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so basically what they told us to do was they told us to drink a lot of water, which I did. So I didn't really have any problems. 
but I know towards the end of the camp, uh, a lot of people started to get sick. Like Jeff, I think he was really sick. It was his birthday too. I remember he just he was sick as a dog. Cause I, I, a lot of people just weren't drinking water and doing all that. I made sure like every day. I have a giant water bottle too, so I was, I was staying pretty uh, hydrated. But I went to um, I went to Denver actually right before I came back to New York. Um, this um, when did I go? The beginning of August, cause my friend just they had like a lot of like pop up gigs kind of. So I just went out there and. Uh, I know that this time I actually noticed the altitude. I mean, I wasn't even in Vail, but I noticed the altitude difference a lot more this time around. Probably also, too, because the fire started like mm-hmm. halfway through my journey. I remember we, I was staying at this loft, and I could, I, we had a beautiful view of the mountains. And by the time like the fire really started to spread, I couldn't see anything. Wow. And I was going out for walks and everything in the morning, but I couldn't do that anymore just because the, the smog or whatever, or the air quality was just so bad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and I definitely felt it more this time around than back then. But yeah, no, a lot of people did get sick, <laughs> if I remember mm. correctly. Can you share where you are currently studying music? What you're studying, and when do you complete your education? Uh, so I am at Manhattan School of Music. Uh, where is it located? Morningside Heights, like right off. Like I'm five five minutes away from like Harlem ish um I am studying jazz performance and I should graduate if everything goes according to plan 2022 okay so if everything goes according to plan which it has been so far but you never know (laughs) I almost took the semester off just because like we're kind of doing like hybrid like online and we're doing like in-person combos like, mm-hmm. so we can actually play in person. But if we weren't going to be able to play, I was probably just going to take the semester. Or actually, I heard they're making people take the year off. Because, mm. oh. I mean, next semester, we're going to be in the same boat. So, um, yeah, I was probably going to take the year off. But then I would have to graduate 2023, so. What are yeah. your future aspirations post-graduation? Huh? I kind of want to record a record but I might do that before graduation. We will see. Um, but I definitely want to travel. Like I want to go to Japan. I want to go to Europe. I want to go to all those places. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to Africa. Um, so yeah, I just want to travel. I mean, right before quarantine started, um, I actually did get to go to Vancouver for a mm-hmm. second because I'm in this trio and the pianist, she's from Vancouver. So we, and the bass player's from Seattle. So we did like a Seattle kind of Vancouver literally like we were and we recorded two albums right that we were going to record in like May or something right before everything happened so I'm lucky that we did all that but like I remember literally I was on my my flight going home I was trying to book it and I was like should I go back to New York or should I go back to Virginia because I don't know what (laughs) what this is gonna do so but yeah so I definitely want to travel more and hopefully record a record under my own name with my own compositions so what was uh adjusting to new york culture like oh it was crazy because i mean back home in virginia i mean stuff closes at like eight 
nine, you know, 10 o'clock, maybe that's the way. I mean, sometimes you're out to like 11 or 11.30, but I remember so many times going to smalls at like 1 a.m., like literally like I'm leaving my house to, or my dorm to go somewhere at like 1 a.m. I don't get back until four and I got class at like nine and I'm hungry too. Like <laughs> I was like just up all night. Um, just the fact that like, I mean, Richmond, like, we have like killing jazz musicians, but there's not a lot. Or it's just like everybody here, or at least a good majority of people here, are actually like really fucking good at their. I'm sorry, I cursed. <laughs> really, really good at, really good at their instruments. So it's just just having that, and the fact that it's New York too. Like I mean, I remember my audition. Uh, I stayed with my cousin in Staten Island, and we took the ferry to South Ferry. Um, and I just remember seeing how big the city was. <laughs> I've never seen anything so big like that. I'm like, oh, crap, okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was definitely a, a, a big adjustment. And now it's just like, eh. Like, when I remember when I flew in, I was just like, oh, it's New York. It's, I mean, I've been here for, what, two years, so it's just like whatever. But I still remember the first day moving in and all that. I was just like, I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> this big-ass city, but... <laughs> In your yeah. opinion, what, which one do you prefer, Manhattan or Richmond? Okay, I mean, not Manhattan, so. Harlem. You're living in Harlem, so. Mm-hmm. So you say Harlem or Richmond? Harlem or Richmond. Uh, so, I mean, when I, I remember when I left to come here, I was like, I can't wait to get the F up out of here. But <laughs> now that I've been here for, what, three year, two, three years, I mean, I like them both for their own different things. I like the hustle and bustle of Harlem and New York in general because I never kind of run out of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. But I like Richmond because I can think when I'm there. Like whenever I'm home for the summer or whenever I'm home for the holiday, I can actually think. So it's – but then I run out – sometimes I just run out of things to do. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a – it's kind of like I got to feel like – I got to balance everything in a way. So – but if I had to say I would prefer any of them right now, I'm probably leaning more towards Harlem just because I was home for like six or seven months. So I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm at that point now where I'm just like, yeah, I need to get out of there. That's why I went to Denver really because I was like, yeah, I need to get out. Because <laughs> mm. I wasn't expecting to be home for so long because I mean, what, school, we get out in May normally. And I'm back May till what, like August. But I remember being back in March and I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> so yeah um as a percussionist um do you have an instrument that you prefer you're talking about like out of the kit or like just any percussion any Any, percussion instrument uh well i mean i would just have to say like this the set in general most, I would probably say, now, if I had the favorite, like, unit or part of that kit, it would probably be the ride symbol, just because just the things that you can do with it alone, it's just, just musicality-wise. I remember when I started listening to Tony Williams back when I was 14, and just that five-stroke, like, ride pattern that he does, I don't know what it is about it, but it's just my favorite my favorite thing to hear and listen to and try to play. And I remember when Terry taught me that and I was just like, I have no idea how the hell to do this. And it was like one of those things. I think I've always been like this for drums where like someone will teach me something and I can't do it. And I'll just like push it away or whatever. And then I'll come back to it 
then I can do it all like maybe like a year later and like I can almost do it I'm just like wow wait what <laughs> so yeah this yeah ride symbol definitely is probably my favorite <laughs> are you versed in instruments beyond percussion uh so I mean piano a little bit I I kind of stopped practicing but um I can still play all the stuff I could play back when I played piano um I played bass for a second but uh, I, I kind of put that down. I can still, like, I can learn bass lines. It'll take me a second, but I, I can uh, I can learn some. Um, I guess a little bit of guitar, too, because bass and guitar are very similar, so I can play, like, scales and all that. But um, I can't really play any woodwind or brass instruments. I've always wanted, if I could, I've always wanted to play trumpet, but it's just it's too hard <laughs> too much of a beast i cannot make a good sound at all on trumpet <laughs> so, so quick question for you um phil and i have this debate about a bass and a cello <laughs> what is so the difference the, between the two are they the same thing are they different like a, a oh, bass they're, and a cello they're so a bass uh i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna explain this like terribly yeah but I mean, so they both have four strings. Actually, I don't know what four strings are on the cello, but the bass is normally an E, A, D, and a G. And bass is in bass clef. I think cello is prop. Is there? I don't know what clef cello is in, actually. I'm pretty sure it's just a regular treble. Um, generally, I mean, the bass has a deeper pitch just because it's in bass clef and all that. And... Just the uses for it are just different, I guess. Even though, I mean, some, I, I was actually listening to the Bach cello suite earlier today, and a lot of bass players actually play that same thing. I remember Ron Carter was doing a master class at MSM, and he just had, like, people just play that. So, But, I mean, they're, they're two completely different instruments. But one, you stand, and one, you sit, right? I mean, you can sit playing both, but yes. One, you stand, <laughs> and one, you sit. <laughs> I mean, I, I know cats that sit and play upright, so... But yes, when you stand, when you sit, generally, generally speaking. Okay. Um, how does your upbringing support your aspirations as a musician? Hmm, that was a very good question. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, my parents did push arts. Like, I mean, we, they took us to art classes, even though I was terrible at visual arts, like I said. <laughs> uh, I mean, my mom, took, we did swimming at one point uh we just did like we just tried a lot of stuff and i feel like jazz is a way for you to also try a lot of things because i mean there's so many styles with within this one uh genre i guess of music um and just you can do so many things with like one piece for example so like i don't know i guess just having our parents just like kind of just have us do a lot in a way kind of made me want to do a lot within this music mm. so yeah. <laughs> how has your spirituality impacted your willingness to pursue music uh i haven't even thought about that <laughs> I've, never, I've never actually thought about that I, don't, I wouldn't i don't even know i'm just gonna say i don't know <laughs> um what do you intend to do with the music that you create uh I just want to be able to impact and warm the hearts of everyone that listens to me. Cause I mean, like I said before, I've just, I've, music has gotten me out of some of my deepest depressions. So I just want somebody, I mean, I just want to be like that to someone else, you know, just like if someone's just having a bad day, just like, I just want to be able to uplift them somehow 
some way, some shape or form. So, um, do you have any favorite current uh, jazz musician artists today? Uh, I have a bunch. Uh, <laughs> so I did the Young Arts program with this trumpet. Actually, everyone in that band I love, but particularly this trumpet and this saxophone player. So the trumpet player's name is Gifton Jelen. He just released an album um, with, who was on that? Emmanuel Wilkins, who also just released an album with Kwaku Sumbri, one of my favorite drummers. Mm. Uh, Gifton, Emmanuel Wilkins on sax. Uh, who's on piano? Well, why am I forgetting? Micah Thomas on piano, um, Philip Norris on bass. I just played a gig with uh, Philip and this cat, uh, Julius Rodriguez, actually on Sunday at Smoke. Probably one of my favorite gigs that I've ever done in my life. But um, Kyle Benford is on drums. And I, I, remember, I think the album came out right around my birthday. And I remember just like listening to it like every day, basically. Cause I, I remember when I met that dude and I just knew like, he's going to go on to do big things. And now he's going on to do big things. Mm. So, um, and then the saxophone player in, that's, uh, in our group when we did Young Arts, Morgan Guerin, uh, he's released three albums called The Saga, The Saga Part 1, The Saga Part 2, and The Saga Part 3. And I know the first two albums, I think he played every instrument on every track. Because, I mean, mm. he plays sax, but he also is an amazing drummer, an amazing pianist, an amazing bass player. Um, I think he also plays guitar too. I mean, he's one of those dudes <laughs> that play everything. So he's been releasing stuff. Um, there's this band from Richmond called Butcher Brown. I, I remember, I, when did I first hear about them? Well, the drummer in that band, Corey, uh, he used to live in Richmond. I remember like back when I started like playing jazz and getting more serious about it, I met him and I remember hearing about that band and I I like sat in with like the bass player from that band like one gig or whatever and like I didn't know at the time that he was in Butcher Brown <laughs> like I didn't know I remember seeing them when I was what, like 15 or whatever and I was like dang these guys are good and now they're like touring Europe and stuff like that mm. and like I, I mean I still like play gigs with that same bass player like to this day so um Robert Glasper, of course, one of my favorites. Um, who else? You know, let me. Do, I have my Spotify pulled up. I'm just going to go through my Spotify playlist. Um, um, qu quick question. Um, yeah. Our son seems to be extremely interested in music. He's only one years old, but mm -hmm. whenever we turn on um, Kamasi Washington, Henrietta, or Thundercat. oh yeah, Henrietta, oh Thundercat, oh, Thundercat, yeah. How do we? <laughs> cultivate his interest in music because it seems like he has a, a, a natural knack for it but specifically like things that are instrumental mostly well i don't know what my parents did but like i said i remember they told they told me like i used to we used to be beating on pops and pans and stuff like that mm -hmm. um i guess just keep showing him different things and like just pulling out different stuff and see how he reacts. And I guess when he's old enough, if he starts like, I don't know, hitting things or maybe like, you know, like sometimes people like start fake singing, you know, stuff like that. It'll pretend like they're playing an instrument. Mm. Buy them that instrument. <laughs> or just, I mean, like I said, our I didn't know my, my parents were, I mean, I, I don't know, this is years ago, but I didn't know they were getting that piano. And now my brother's a pianist. <laughs> so, you know, 
I don't know. <laughs> you just got to be spontaneous, I guess. Thank you. Where would you consider living after you finish your education? So I've been thinking, this is a question I've been thinking about. Uh, either staying here in Harlem, going back to Richmond, or just like being that dude that disappears for like 10 or 15 years and then comes back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, like either Harlem, Richmond, or maybe moving to the West Coast. But I've still never been to Cali. And I mm. kind of want to kind of want to go out there for at least like a year or two so yeah. i think being that dude um, would be fun just go for it <laughs> just yeah like I, I, mean, I just kind of just want to do something or go somewhere different like go somewhere mm. i haven't been yet so mm. maybe i'll move out the country we'll see we'll see with uh, with what corona does so because mm. right now i can't do that <laughs> but yeah. um what advice would you give to a future musician who wants to pursue a career in education as a musician uh you mean like in the like if they want to go to like this conservatory or something to study if they want to just be a musician period oh just be a musician what oh, steps do you think they should study? oh okay well don't give up that's probably the biggest advice because i remember what was when i first moved up i got pretty depressed probably around actually around this time in october it's like i almost quit music it was that mm. bad and I'm glad I didn't because <laughs> like, I was just I don't know why I had this idea well also I mean I would say don't don't get ahead of yourself and don't be too cocky too because I don't know why I thought I had this idea I would start like hopping on gigs and stuff like that and I just didn't happen and I was just like oh well because I, I was trying I was basically trying to live up to like people like Tony Williams who was touring with Miles when he was 16 and I was 18 and I had never been on a tour and I was just like oh well and I remember I was playing sessions sometimes and I, I remember I played the session and I was like flipping the form to like tunes that like I have known for him and I was just bombing hard and I, like I've never actually really done that before and it was just like oh so and I would say be humble too because I mean humbleness can get you far <laughs> just not being cocky or ahead, too ahead of yourself or anything like that um no I want to take breaks because there's a lot of times there'll be like a week sometimes where I like I don't even touch the instrument just because like I've just been so tired and I just need a break from it and I feel like a lot of people are scared to do that like I know people that are like practicing like all the time then they end up getting something like carpal tunnel mm. and all that where like they're, I'm just like I've never had experience with that because like I just know when the rest and when to take a break because I've had moments where my wrist or like arm kind of starts hurting I don't know okay I just got I gotta stop I just gotta stop this rest and then I'm fine. But I know people that they'll be like, oh, my wrist starts hurting. And then they'll still keep playing and doing that. The next thing that I know, they they got the sling or something around their hand or whatever. I'm like, I'll need to take breaks. But um, that being patient as well, but that also ties into everything. Because like now it's like, it's crazy. Because so I, I told you, I play that smoke with Julius Rodriguez and Philip Norris on Sunday. And I remember I've been, so I've been listening to them for, their trio for a minute and I remember I got the text so I was going for a bike ride in Central Park and I saw it and I was about to so they've been this program has been having people play at the statue um, and I was going to watch a performance and I remember getting the text and I almost didn't take the gig well, mostly because it was last minute and I was like I kind of want to be prepared and I, I my friend was there and he was like yo you take that fucking gig <laughs> and I did it. it ended up being one of the best gigs that I've ever done because I'm, I'm nervous like when it comes to like 
doing last minute gigs because cats like to bring hard tunes sometimes and it's like sight reading my sight reading isn't the best i can manage but i remember i texted him i was like bro send me like your music and i remember i went home like i didn't even watch the performance i biked right back home and i listened to everything multiple times just so i'd be ready like i'm not fucking this up <laughs> so and like i said it was a fun gig so in addition to taking breaks how do you practice self-care uh i mean i like to exercise like i said i've been i bought a bike it was actually kind of so i've had a bike back home for years but my parents would never like let me ride it outside the backyard so i kind of just got i got boring really fast um and then when quarantine started and all the gyms were closed i i didn't have anything to do but then i was like oh i have a bike so i started biking around i saw areas of my neighborhood that i had never seen before Hmm. biking around and stuff like that just getting the exercise and when I moved up here uh I think someone had talked about like city bike and all that I was like oh I was gonna get the membership but then I have a friend that works at the bike shop and I was like yo do you like know of any any like bikes that are cheap that I could buy and I got one for like 300 bucks and I've just been going like I biked to Brooklyn from my spot what was it two weekends ago um i do like the central park bike loop every day if i can um which is that that joint is tough it doesn't look like it but the hills are crazy (laughs) i'm just like i don't even know if i can make this joint but um yeah that i mean i drink a lot of water um i mean i'm a musician so i'm up late like constantly i'm trying to get my sleeping habits better because like i mean i didn't go to bed until like 2 3 a.m last night but um yeah i'm, I'm trying to do better with sleep because I've, I've been pretty tired actually as of recently just like not, i remember i was in combo at thursday and i was starting to fall asleep while i was playing but <laughs> um yeah i mean just water trying to work out as much as i can trying to go for walks too and be in the sun mm. and nature because, I mean, living on campus the past two years, so MSM's campus, or the uh, dorms are connected to the main building. So there would be days where I wouldn't even go outside because I could just walk in between. And also the food there is god-awful. So that and that just didn't help my mental health at all. But, yeah, just trying to go out and go for, for more. Because, I mean, if I have to go anywhere, I have to go outside now. Like, if I have to go to school, I have to go outside instead of just being walking um, between the buildings. But... Just doing that and just like, I mean, I love listening to music and podcasts too because it just lets me clear my head and think about different things. So, yeah. Um, how can we follow your journey as a musician? Uh, well, I have Instagram. I'm on there. I post pretty regularly. Um, I'm trying to, I'm thinking about making a YouTube channel. One of my goals I never did this, but I was going to start, like, I mean, people have done this before, so I'm kind of ripping people off, but um, I was going to, like, start releasing videos from, like, sessions that I just have random musicians, like, friends that went to school and who didn't go to school I play with uh, rec- pretty regularly. Um, I just, me and my friends just released an album. We go by the name Friendship. Um, it's on Bandcamp, I believe. So if you guys want to check it out, maybe buy it. Um, it's on there. Um, yeah, we'd love to. But uh, what else? I mean, I'm, I am i don't know if I want to record an album this year, just with COVID and all this happening. But um, I might go into the studio soon and 
Well, I need to start writing more stuff. I have like one tune that I really like, and I have one tune that I hate. <laughs> that I wrote. So I kind of want to like update the one that I hate, and I want to start writing more stuff because I I do my first record. I do want to do like just the standards trios like kind of record so we don't have to really think about the composition we can just play but i don't want to have to pay any royalties so <laughs> we'll see we'll see we'll see what's good with that but um so what is your instagram before we um... uh, it is it should be kofi underscore shepsi okay so i mean i change the name pretty frequently sometimes but right now it, sh- it should be that and um i mean my facebook i post stuff every once in a while um I need everyone. The thing is, everyone keeps asking me for business cards. I need to make one. I've never like had any cards. Everyone's like, "You have cards?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> so I need to. I need to make some cards. But um, I think I might try and because I mean, I can still do the standards video thing where like we I play with friends. But right now, it's kind of limited because MSM is only allowing people to play that are like that go to school so if you don't go to school you can't access the building which is smart with how everything is happening but it's just like i can't really play with a lot of people anymore mm-hmm. there's a lot of pianists i like playing with too but they, we can't really busk with a piano so because no electricity for a keyboard so there's just like a whole bunch of people i really can't i can't really play with so <laughs> but um yeah so i mean all those you can follow me on there um yeah Oh, great, great, great. We just want to thank you again for uh, taking the time out to speak with us. Um, we dropped a lot okay. of gems, so sure we really did. appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, take care. Thanks for having me. You too. You guys too. Have a nice day. You too.